Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. Is it advisable for a 16-year-old to be raising a child? Now, I know our parents did it. You know, depending on your age, by the way. Our parents did it because, as I said, you know, my mum and dad were married at 17. I think my father was 17. My mother was 16. That was quite common in those days. And they had their first child, usually by the time they were 18 or 19 years of age. Because, of course, people didn't have children outside of wedlock in those days. Generally speaking. If they did, they were frowned upon in society. But what advice would you give this mother for her daughter at 16 years of age, pregnant? Remember, of course, typically... The 17-year-old boyfriend wants nothing to do with her. Of course he doesn't, because he doesn't want the burden of a child at 17 years of age. Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-0008. Let me go to Martin. And Martin, before we start, you know, I know you're pro-life, and we don't have to argue about the rights and wrongs of abortion per se, you know, although it is part of the debate to some degree. But, I mean, is it right for a 16-year-old to be raising a child? Um... It's not ideal. Let me put it that way. No. But I think it's noteworthy that um, your correspondent, this lady, she referred to her daughter as her baby. Um, The unborn child is the baby of her baby. I would ask her, would she have considered um, aborting her baby when she became pregnant. At 19, yeah. At 19, yeah. Or even if she'd been 16, you know, would she have considered it? Um, but she wouldn't have considered it because at, when she was 19, and she now obviously is a 16-year-old, when she was 19, it, times were different. I know it was only a short period of time ago, but a lot has changed in this country since then. You know, you would, yeah, have been, you would have had to get boats to Liverpool and all sorts of things. Exactly. But, but, but I mean, it's it's not like getting a rocket to the moon, you know. Um, unfortunately, it did happen. Like, it's a really, it's a, it's an unfortunate situation. I, I do, I, I have all the compassion in the world for this lady and for her daughter. But I don't think that um, eliminating the child is a solution. Because... At the end of the day, if her daughter feels forced into making that decision, I think she'll resent her mother as time goes by. But well, maybe now, her mother just as, wants best for her. She, she's 16, Martin. She's probably doing her junior cert. Um, I, I, you know what I mean? I, I understand that. But you see, when, when you say she wants the best for her, it's, you know, it's, it's very hard to determine what is best um, in advance of, of possible outcomes, if you if you take my meaning. I mean, mm-hmm. God forbid, but it could happen that if uh, this lady has, you know, forces her daughter into an abortion, the daughter could go into it, she could plummet into depression, and all kinds of things could happen after that. I'm not going to... You, you, but you, you I know, take my no, meaning. No, I know, I get, I get the point you're making. And, and I know you people know, who've had abortion who have regrets. I get that. Yeah, and and the the thing is that it may seem like a solution at this point in time, but and far be it from me, you know, I I I take Jesus' counsel, you know, judge not lest you be judged. We all make mistakes in life. We all make tragic mistakes in life sometimes. Um, but I personally, I just I don't think I don't think it's a solution. Um, 
I would ask the lady to consider the fact that, you know, it's it's her grandchild. And yes, things would be difficult. But I mean, <laughs> you know, no matter how difficult it is, there are supports out there. And at the very, you know, at the very least, I would ask her to consider even talking her daughter into having the child and then having the child adopted, mm. you know, so that it's the lesser of, of all the evils, you know, where if it's not the case that, that, the, that her daughter has the child and rears the child, but to simply say, well, out of sight is out of mind. It becomes, it becomes a, a, a situation where it's really, what's the difference between a child that's born, living and breathing and a child in the womb? The only difference is development and location. You know, and I, and I understand. I mean, from the email is quite short, by the way. It's literally we get the emails in here, but this is by far reasonably yeah. short. One. And I'm assuming the mother she hasn't mentioned in the email that she's not interested in taking it because that would have been quite common practice many years ago when you had a teenage pregnancy that the mother of the person who had the child would adopt the child and take over ownership, so to speak, um, or take or raise the child as their own. But obviously, that's not an option in this situation because she's not mentioned. Yeah. I, I would also I would also be curious did did she did she have a conversation with the uh, I won't call him a young man. Um, well, no, with the boyfriend, all, all, all it says um, is she's now pregnant by a fella she she met in Galway. So what I'm assuming by by a fella she met in Galway, um, I'm assuming it's a one night stand. Yeah. So is it a case that the, that the daughter literally? you know, has no communication, doesn't know how to get no, in touch with this yeah, guy. Yeah, the line is, he doesn't want anything to do with her. Yeah, so... You can't force somebody, you know? No, you can't. No. But, um, and there's no information there as to how his parents might view it. His parents might be very supportive. I don't know. I mean, we're obviously, we're talking in a vacuum here because we don't have the information. Well, stay there just for a second because I want to go to Steve and Monica as well. Steve, hi, how are you? Hello, Noel, how are you? Hi, Monica. Oh, how yeah. are you doing? Oh, no, Monica's oh, waiting, Jay. <laughs> Monica, wait there just for a second. I'll be with you momentarily, all right? The what? Oh. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I do apologize. It's good to see she's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, um, look, this is a difficult situation. It, it really is. And I know, by the way, I've talked to you on the air, God knows how many times throughout the years, and you seem to bounce back and forward when it comes to abortion. At one stage, you told me you agreed with it. Another stage, you told me you morally didn't agree with it. And you, you're kind of right. you, you're kind Let of sitting on the fence a little bit, aren't you? No, I, did, I kind of am. It's a pain in the hole, actually. Let me explain. So when I forced my ex to have an abortion... Long I time, can I point out a long time ago? Yeah, A long time ago, a long time ago. I manipulated that girl into doing something that she didn't want to do because it suited me and I was just being a selfish bastard about the whole situation. And then years later, I had a child and I looked at the child and I went, how the hell could I do that? And I grew up and blah, 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 blah. And I thought to myself, you know, that was an awful, horrible pig of a thing to do to anybody. So it was. What I'd done was awful. But I also do respect a woman's right to choose because who are we to say what they can do with their body? Now, I understand where this mother is coming from because if I had a 16-year-old child, this is a kid, I think, you know, I'd be having the conversation with them to say, look, you can keep the child, but it is an option to have an abortion because you, you will be ruining your life. 
having a child at such a young age. And the reason why I'm saying that, Niall, is because the proof is in the pudding. I grew up in the era where I seen lots and lots of pregnant teens. And they never took care of the kid. It was always the grandparents that were taking care of the kid. And they were they were having a great time, the time of their life. And the kids grew up to be little goodiers. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen in this situation if she did have the child. But we have to think about the 16-year-old as well. How far along has she gone? Doesn't it doesn't say in the email. No, I mean, obviously... If but it's wait, she's months, obviously under three months pregnant because if she wasn't, obviously... They couldn't, they couldn't consider a preg- uh, an abortion in Ireland. Yeah, well then, I mean, if she's three months pregnant, I think I'd be giving her that option. I think I, think I would be... I wouldn't be saying I'd be forcing it down her throat. Well, you would be encouraging us. I would be encouraging it because what type of a life is it going to be for the child? And what both children in well, this well, situation Martin suggested, why, why not say to her, well, look, you can have the child, but let's put it up for... Right, well, I know a girl, um, if Jason was about to say her name, um, and it's a horrible story because she had a baby, her mother didn't know that she was out there having this baby. Now, she was about 19, 20, so she was no spring chicken, and she had a baby and she gave it up for adoption. And years later, she came back to me and said it was the worst thing that she ever give the child up. She knows her own kid is out there, her flesh and blood, and she became hugely depressed. So giving up a child isn't that easy. You know, you think, yes, it sounds like an amazing good thing to do rather than kill a child, give it up for adoption. But sometimes that can also make a person hugely depressed. She does have an abortion that she can become depressed. Well, equally, if she doesn't have the abortion, she could still become depressed. It's a chance of yeah, way that she's going to have to take. Yeah. Mayor, come in there. No. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Martin. I absolutely, I, Steve, I do understand what you're saying. But if you balance it all out, yes, depression and all kinds of things can come in in either situation where a woman gives up a child for adoption or has an abortion. But at the end of the day, the crucial difference is that if the child is is literally brought to fruition and born, brought into this world, that child is alive. That child is alive. And the woman won't have to live with the guilt of knowing. But what about what Steve is saying about her, you know, her future? And we've seen seen that with single parents, right? And no disrespect to them. There's some amazing single parents out there who have raised children on their own, right? But we've, we've seen it changes their life. They now can't continue on into college maybe they may have to wait later in life to go to college that career they wanted is put on hold a lot of things it has a huge knock-on effect particularly for a 16 year old who hasn't even done a leaving cert yet so i'm assuming so what i'm saying is it has a huge effect on her life it has a huge effect on her life i i i absolutely concur i understand i agree and i empathize entirely the situation has changed now. If a child is given up for adoption now, there are rights for both the uh, for both the child and the the parent with regard to information going forward. But if a child is aborted, that's it. It's over. It's done. There is no yeah. stepping back from that. You can't. You can't it's roll back from in that. The coffin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I under. And I under. I exactly. understand that. But can I ask you a question, Martin? Where, yes, when of course. Is abortion okay in what circumstances is it okay to abort in a circumstance where it's 
absolutely to carry a pregnancy is literally a death sentence for a mother. In my, in, uh, that, that's only that's that's how I feel about it. That's my opinion. It, it will never change. I understand that there are difficult circumstances for for people. I've I've seen it in my own family. I've you know I understand all of that. I've been in very very close contact with the patient where there was never an abortion took place, but there were decisions had to be made. You know, there were so, supports so there. Were, what, what about situations ahead. where there's um, fetal abnormalities, whether it, or, or there could be a case of incest or rape? Are any of these situations okay to have an abortion? You see, when it comes to fetal abnormalities, I mean, there was a case there, I can't remember the exact details, but um, the couple were told that their child had no chance of living because of whatever, I can't remember the condition. And it turned out, when the post-mortem was done afterwards, that wasn't the case. And then the couple took took a case to court and they won their case. They would be quite... And I, I've heard of those cases, Martin, you know, where somebody's diagnosed with a fatal fetal abnormality and told the child will never be born alive. But in saying that, they've been wrong. Doctors have been wrong. But they're rare. Yeah. They are rare, those situations. Yeah. And, 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 and by the way, that, that was used during the referendum as a bit of a red herring ar- argument for and against abortion, by the way. Um, so, yeah, it was used on both sides of the argument in the way you've just used it. And it was used by the other side, you know, in relation to a woman that doesn't want to carry a child full term. And I, and I understand a woman that would be in that situation. Some women are quite happy to carry a child full term to see that child smile only once and to hold but them in their arms. No, sorry, Steve. I was just I was I was simply making a reply to your to your to your query. You know, yes, of course, doctors differ. You know, patients die, that old kind of cliche, and it does happen. I, obviously, doctors can be right many, many times. You know, they, they, they get it right, hopefully most of the time. But for I can, I can really, apart from this situation, I look at it from the point of view of, you know, the dignity of human life. God forbid, but if it had been a circumstance where when I was with my wife when we were together, if we were to have been told, and I know that I know that even I can speak here for my wife because we had these conversations even before we got married. I know that if we had been told that we had a child with fatal uh, fetal abnormalities, an abortion was available, we would have gone down the road of it's not our decision to make. Now I'm only speaking for us. You know, give that child a chance. Okay, we're, we're, we're going off on a little bit of a tangent. I want to bring us back into the conversation if I can. Martin and Steve, stay with me for a second. Let me just go to Monica. Monica, hi, how are you? I'm not too bad. How are you doing? I'm good, Monica. So, Mo- Monica, a 16-year-old being pregnant is not the ideal situation, obviously, is it? Sorry? A 16-year-old being... A sixteen-year-old being pregnant is not the ideal. Sorry for laughing. It's, it's not the ideal situation, is it? Really? No, but there's no good closing the door when the horse is gone. They, they should still uh, give, give, let it, uh, give it life. Yeah. Let it see the world. Well, yeah, because I'm. Yeah. So you would be against, obviously, in terminating the pregnancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, like you know, I think that should give it a chance and give it life. Let it, 
you know, let it let it go with the with the wind or whatever. And but but yeah, but here's the thing: she's sixteen. She's gonna have to raise a child at sixteen. I I don't know. I know. You know. I know, but that should have ah, before she, she, she. You know, I think she should she should carry the baby, and that's it. Mm. And she should be made carry the baby. She should be made carry the baby. Oh. Yes, no abortions, no nothing. Mm. You should give it a chance and give it life. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Yeah, go ahead. You could, you no. could, oh. you don't adapt it because you can see it no more, but foster it, and then she could get it back sometime, maybe that the mother or something if they want her. Okay, Noel. The, yeah, yeah, yes, the sorry, reason Steve. why I, the reason why I was asking. Martin earlier, and I would put this question to all of your listeners, you know, who agrees with Martin. You know, I, I asked when is abortion okay? You'll find that the vast majority of people, when you ask that question, they do have an answer. They will either say in a case of incest, rape, fatal fetal abnormalities, they will, also, they, they will mostly say in some sort of Oh, but a woman's life is in danger, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they'll say that it is, uh, um, you know, it's okay to have an abortion. So, we all agree that it's okay at some stage to have an abortion. No, so we don't all. We don't. To, we don't all agree. Sixty-seven percent of the population who voted agreed. No, 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 no. Even the ones, even the ones who are anti-abortion, like um, John O'Dea, isn't it? John O'Dea, who's totally anti-abortion. Yeah, yeah. John would be pro-life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who was the one? There's a guy who he was years ago. He was a pro-lifer. Was it? John no, Dave? no. You're you're talking about John when he was voting in the marriage equality referendum. He was completely against it, and after listening to our show, he changed his mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wrong thing. So, but look again. So the reason that everybody, the vast majority of people, even people who are anti-abortion, will say, okay, look, in the case of the incestuous. Uh, rape or something along the lines, then it's okay. So now what we're doing is we're arguing about morals. You know, where we personally draw the line on this type of argument. So for me, my line is, if a child becomes pregnant, that's where my line is. I, I mean, yeah, okay, Martin, I want to ask, but before I go to Eddie, I want to ask Martin a question. There was a shocking case I discussed on the air about six years ago, Martin, in Brazil. Uh, you may remember mm. the case where two people were, ex- or doctors and nurses were excommunicated from the Catholic Church at the time, uh, which is not, which is reasonably uncommon. But it was a 12-year-old girl who had been raped by her father and she was expecting twins. And doctors said she was incapable of giving birth to the twins. She was just too small. You know, her bone structure, her hips, all that, her uterus, whatever. I, I'm not going to get into technicalities. But incapable. She was 12, raped by her father. The father wasn't excommunicated by the church, but the doctors and the nurses who performed the termination of the pregnancy were excommunicated by the church. Even in those circumstances, Martin, I think even the hardest line pro-lifer would have to say, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason here. And I, can okay. you stand well, sorry, sorry, can you stand corrected there, Noel? If she wasn't 12, she was 9. Okay, well, maybe, maybe it's a different case, Steve. From what I remember, she was 12. But no, okay, maybe no, I, well, no, was, okay, she was 100%. young. She was very young, I remember that. I'm looking at her here. I'm looking at her here. She was 9 years of age. Okay. So, Martin, I mean, oh, that maybe makes it worse. Okay, so, Martin, in mm-hmm. those cases... You know, where you see a nine-year-old pregnant with twins for her own father. You know, when you see the, the, the moral view of the church, for example, in relation to that, and I know you're not coming from a church point of view, but you are a Christian, you know, that they would excommunicate and judge the people who carried out the termination to save her life, but not the man who raped her, because he can be forgiven. Right, well, first of all, 
on the issue of the church, I do profess Christianity, but I'm not a Catholic. So I, w- I won't go down that road. I mean, you know, excommunication. But, you know, what does that mean? Park that for the moment. If it was the case that the doctors agreed that this child, 9 or 12 or whatever age this unfortunate child was, could not carry the pregnancy of those two twins and give birth to live twins and that the possibility of going through with that was very likely to lead to her death. Well, then the obvious answer is yes, to terminate because you have a a choice. Do you end up with one, two or three deaths? Now, when it comes to the father and, you know, my, I won't go where I would, where I would do yeah. I won't say what I could do to that father because I just, yeah. I don't even want to, I don't want the picture. I don't want those pictures in my head. I, I just, you know, when, when there were people, to, There were people who defended that. I spoke. And people actually did come on the air and defended the Catholic Church in relation to that. They said, no matter what the circumstance, abortion is wrong. And I'm going, but this is a nine-year-old pregnant with twins. No, again, I can I can only give my perspective, and I understand what Steve is saying. And Steve and I often lock horns, and and you know, Steve, I do understand what you're saying. But from my perspective, I'm looking at this to get back to the to get back to the kernel of of, of the issue we're discussing here. The lady who sent in the email, she spoke about her baby. Now, okay, her baby is 16. I still, I have a, I have a daughter that's over 30 and I regard her as my baby. You know, we're, mm, of course, you're parent, they're always your baby. Yeah. Never, exactly. Yeah. I can only come back to the point that, yes, her daughter is her baby, but that unborn child is her grandchild, her grandbaby. You know, it could turn out that they have unfortunate, hard circumstances, but it could just as equally turn out that that child is a Mozart or a brain surgeon or... I mean, yeah. there are people who come from the most extreme circumstances to become extremely high achievers and contribute so much to the world. Well, I was born in a mother and baby home, can I just point out? Uh, okay. Okay, I just want to go to Eddie. Eddie, hi, how are you? Good evening, Noel, you well? I'm grand, Eddie. What do you want to say? Uh, Noel, I'm going to be absolutely brutal on this, right? It'd be my opinion... You're a kid raising a kid. You're thrown away your future. You have plenty of years ahead of you to have a kid. Get a career. Get established. Meet a nice fella. Get a bit of family planning behind you. I mean, you're 16. You're probably still doing your junior shirt. Where, where are you going to live? How are you going to feed it? How are you going to finance that child? If you're 16 having a child, you're not going to be working because you're a single parent. The state, well, in fairness to the state. Irish state, they are quite good in these circumstances yeah. financially. It's, yeah, but it's, it's what kind of life is it? It's the bare bones. You know, and, and I know people will say, oh, he's saying this, but trust me, you're doing them a future in the long, you're doing them a favour in the long run. You're doing, I mean, the, the mother always already sounds like she knows what she wants, but she's trying to convert. And said, oh, it'll be fun. Shows how immature she is and naive. It'll be fun. You know, it's just, no, I'm sorry, I don't have kids, but if one of my nieces who I'm very close to, had a child, I'd be straight onto my brother and I'd be giving me two bobs worth, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't have kids because I can't afford them, but now I have to pay for somebody else's. You know what I mean? I know that's a whole different argument, 
But um, no, I, I, I'd be saying no. Save her for herself. That'd be my opinion. Yeah. Lonely. See, I, I, I know, know, I, you know, you're coming from a completely different side of the argument to Martin, uh, and I understand that. And I, by the way, I accept both sides of the argument. And and Martin, Eddie's got a really great point. You, if you care about your child, you care about their future. Now, it could be a wonderful future of a loving future with a lovely child, but it could be a complete and utter disaster, Martin, because you're com- you're changing their whole future too early. Yeah, but the same circumstances, Niall, apply to every parent in every circumstance. Whether you're married, you could have all the money in the world. All kinds of all kinds of really horrible things can befall us in life. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, like but, the, yeah, but yeah, but sometimes you've no choice over that. You can't control that. This is something that can be controlled. It's like this, right? If, if there's a child well, that's not pregnant at sixteen and a child that is pregnant at sixteen. The kid that isn't pregnant at 16 is probably going to go on to have a better career and a better life. I work in a weekend job, right, and I do deliveries. And I go down to this project in deliveries for unmarried mothers. And I'm doing my deliveries. And there's girls outside as young as 15 and 16 smoking with a baby inside. And they haven't actually what they're going to do. They're like a rabbit in the headlights. It's just, and I do, I do be looking, going, my God, that poor child. You know, and if that was my child, or one of my nieces, and I had a say in stopping that happen and protecting their future because they've plenty of time still to have children you know that's a whole thing as well by the way going into school pregnant and what the effect that's going to have on her etc etc when the baby's born she's no money she's no job she's in school she's still going to be doing her leaving cert after the baby is born I mean really it's disastrous for a young child to be raising a young child and but Martin is saying you know that there's other options you know tell her to have the baby put her for adoption maybe um, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, try to raise the child together with her and her mom. I don't know, get grandparents involved. That are, You know, there's always, it's always takes, they say it takes a village to raise a child. And and there is an element of truth in that because when you have a child, you rely on your mom and you rely on your grandparents and you rely on your friends to help you because nobody gets a book with a child. Although I think I should bring out a book really on how to raise a child. I'm sure people have done it before me. Anyway, I want to stay there, Martin. I want to go to Marion as well. Marion. Hi, Niall. Good. So- I totally agree with Martin there. Mm-hmm. Now, I just heard a bit of the programme, but I totally agree with Martin, what he said. Um, I disagree with what Eddie has said, because I just think Eddie says, oh, he tells his niece, it's not a commodity, like, oh, get rid of it and you'll have, um, exactly. you'll be able to have children in the future. Mm. So, you know. Well, um, well, that is realistic. She most, well, she could well, have well, children I in the know future. That now. Yeah. You know, the thing is, this mother comes across as being a negative, her baby. Like at 16, she could be very matured and everything like this. And if, you know, you sit, you sit down with, with your daughter and like get other people involved and just don't make a very quick decision um, mm. about it. Because I was in that situation helping a family member exactly at that age. Yeah. And it was difficult and everything like that. And, you know, it was. And uh, try to think of the positives and everything like that. And she was accepted in the school. And now, what, what, are, what I, I mean, okay, f- f- give me some hope here. What are the positives of a 16 year old having a baby? 
are there positives? Is there really positives? Apart from bringing apart from bringing a life into the world, obviously, which is a great positive. But apart from in that, this and age, in this day and age, now live, you know, there are supports. Uh, there are um, alternative. You have, you know, it can, but you need the support, you know, of maybe the parents or uh, grandparents of getting involved and maybe. I don't know whether this girl is in a relationship with the uh, boy. Or no, she's not. Whatever, he wants, he wants you know, nothing the, to do with her. He's 17. Well, He's a waster. That was the same as my niece. But yeah. anyway, it's just, it has to be talked about and everything like that. And uh, you have to think about it. But making a very quick decision about it is not because it can go either way if she did terminate it. It could have a very severe effect on her afterwards, and it mightn't. See, it's it's very difficult. But uh, if it was me, I'd seriously say to her, "Look, go ahead and have it, and I'll be there for you, and we'll, you know, we'll do it together. None of us. Not- we'll do it together, and you can go to school. Uh, you know, you can go to school uh, if if that's what you want, and you know, there will be supports there for her and everything like this. And I just think that mm. the mother saying she's under three months, like that's like a pressure of saying, oh, look, uh, you know, you're under the three months. Um, oh, you know, you've got to like make a decision. Be yeah. rushed. And yeah. that would be the wrong, that's the wrong way of, like she could be forced into it or saying you're under the three months and, mm. you know, before it comes to the stage of terminating. And yeah. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't live with, uh, you know, somebody uh, of what you call it, um, you know. Having an abortion, yeah. Life. Yeah. Niall. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, Martin. Yeah, I'm going to come to Colm in a second. Yeah. Martin, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I, I, Maureen brought something up. It, it Marianne, is Maureen. Marion, Marion. Mar- sorry, Marion, I do apologise. Marion, no, I do apologise. Marion brought up a very important point that I was just about to make myself. Um, Eddie spoke about the unborn child as though that child were a commodity. You know, if the if this young girl was to decide she wanted to buy, get a driver's license, and she could only afford a second-hand banger, and oh no, just hold on and wait until you can afford a decent car. The fact is, yes, she can go on to have other children, but she can never go on to have that child. The other thing that has been kind of glossed over here and not mentioned, um, I think in the email you said that this 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 woman and I have all the I have all the compassion in the world for this situation, but the mother said that her daughter was on the pill. Yes. Now. You know, I, La- I, she said I put I, my daughter I, on the pill last year, obviously yeah, when she was fifteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can tell you that you know, I had I had um, knowledge of of the same situation, um, where a, a daughter was put on the pill, became pregnant. Mm. It was it was never considered that to be an abortion, but the fact is that the parent who decided to put the child on the pill made that decision went to the doctor, and even if the daughter had not handled the pill properly, the fact is this mother consented. And at any stage, even if the pill is being used properly, a a woman can still become pregnant. Mm -hmm. 
So there's a, there is, I don't, I know, I, no, I, know, I, know the, I know the point you're making. The very fact that she consented to putting her on the pill, she's consenting to the fact that she knows she's having an active sex life. I don't 15. like to use the term, I don't like to use the term culpability. But no use it. I, I understand what you're saying. There's a degree of responsibility. Yes, there's a, I know. There's a high degree of responsibility. And if that was my daughter, if she said, I want to go on the pill when I'm 15 years of age, I would be having the conversation about not having sex in the first place. Yes. And now, yeah. now, yeah. now, now the thing is there that this woman is saying as well, I think it's a bit condescending the way she's putting it. Oh, my, my baby is having a baby. I'm sorry, like, she is a young... Oh, it's, yeah, but a lot, a lot of people refer to their child as well, their baby. We know that yeah, now, yeah. but like she, she should give her some. She, she probably is matured, and the fact that she mm. was on the pill and everything like this, and the mother consented to that. I mean, she has to allow her to grow up. You know, we all like to think that there are babies uh, forever, but like they would, you know, they have to have independent lives, and you know, it's just that she should be a bit more positive besides saying to her because she, she's dealing with a lot and if the mother has this pressure on her, like, it's it's just, it's I don't think it's right to have Okay, okay, well, 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 stay there a the second. So, okay, some of the text coming in, so he says, I don't care what you say, but a teenager has absolutely no proper knowledge of sex and pregnancy, believe me. Uh, let me go to Colm as well. Colm, hi, how are you? Hello, Lyle. Good, uh, good, Colm. I mean, look, this is a difficult situation that we don't hear too much of nowadays, thankfully. Well, the numbers have dropped by roughly 80% in the last 20 years of teenage yeah. pregnancies. So it's not as common as it used to be. But still, it yeah. still happens. Um, so what advice would you give her? I'd, I'd agree with a lot of what's been said, like by the lads that's there and by the lady that's speaking to Another thing, only women would know more than, than we would because like, we know nothing about pregnancy, we're men. You know? And it is as well, and, and I'm going to be honest, like, they're dirty little beggars first of all. And, yeah, we do. Go on, go on, Colm. They're dirty little beggars first of all. Like, to know that she's 16 and going into a hotel room and have a one-night stand, like, that's dirt. So that's, 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 well, we don't, that's we don't dirt know if she went into a hotel room, but we do know she had sex, obviously, yeah. Yeah, but when you think about it, like, you know, if, if they are sneaking off doing things like that, like, you know what you're doing. So, like, if you know what you're doing, but they you really, know what the responsibility I mean, you, you, is behind it. Yeah, but do you really think a 16-year-old, be it in the back of a car or a hotel room or in a field somewhere, wherever it happened, do you really think they know what they're doing? All they know is they're having a pleasurable time. If they're 16, they don't understand the responsibility of getting pregnant. Yeah, I can see, I think back when we were that age, like, did we know? Did we really know? No. Do you know? No, we didn't. But, but we, were we kids. We were stupid. Yeah, but they are a little bit more intelligent than we are nowadays when it comes to these things. Yeah, yeah. Give it, that's because of the computers and yeah. phones. And they've more knowledge than we have. Yeah. yeah, like we had like skin mags. Now they're, they're watching full on A to Z, you name it. You know what I mean? Yeah. God knows what they're watching. By the time they're Nile, 14, some are, some are even at a 12. I know. Now you married women. You married women. They are putting off having children just to have a career. You know. Yeah, yeah that's thing. another thing as well. They, they put off are... having children, like as if yeah, they're a commodity. Oh, sure, I put them on the back burner. You know what I mean? I know of a I mean, story. Have... Where, I know of a story where where something similar like that is happening, and, and it ends up in marriages breaking up. 
Yeah, well, I, I do know that the average age for having a child has gone from 30 years ago, from roughly 19 years of age or 20, to now 32 for having a first child. Now, that's a whole other debate about the population of the world, and maybe we shouldn't be encouraging that too much. But, uh, Colin, getting back to the situation, so imagine if this was your daughter, right? Oh, my God, I'd go, I'd go mad. I'd actually go mad. But I'd sit her down, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't show her that I was angry. I'd sit her down, and I'd say, like, I'd ask the decision, like, like Lad was saying there, what about it? Make, like, you can't make a person do something. What do you want to do? You know, like, Abortion, there's there's reasons for abortion. Like, I'd ask, what do you want to do? I would ask about abortion. You know, mm-hmm. if, if that's what she wanted, I'd be all behind her. If she wants to have the child, I'd be all behind her. I'd probably, like you said, pass it on to the, the mammy or the daddy or whatever. I'd probably end up raising it myself if, if things were that. You know? Yeah, well, that's what happens in that's, a lot of that's, cases. That's, yeah. that's what does happen in a lot of cases. And then they look upon the... The grandparenting as the mother or the father or the so that kind of a role, and then there's a, still a bond with the parents, but not as much as the bond of the person that's spent the most time with them as a baby, if that makes sense. So, which which way would you be encouraging your 16 year old daughter? Would you be encouraging her I'd to keep the baby, no. or would you be encouraging her to terminate it? It's your choice. That's as well as it. That's what I say. So you it's don't have choice. a view either way. I wouldn't say if if she chose an abortion, I'd say okay. If the guy is leaving, then okay. Mm. But if the guy is staying, I would kind of say, look, you could make it. It is possible. You would know yourself if a guy is a good guy or a bad guy. But then again, there are only kids. Yeah. By the time he's twenty, he could see a nice blonde little one there, and off he goes. And then the sixteen-year-old is twenty with a four-year-old. I, I'm I'm looking. Yeah, I can only imagine what it, twenty years of age with a four year old. Uh, that would be a difficult life. Um, but some of the texts coming in: not all teenagers have the savvy to take their pill faithfully as they're supposed to. They don't understand how they're be if they do engage in intimacy. They think they know sex, but they don't. They have inklings, nothing more solid, as they simply don't have the life experience. Unless a parent is literally standing over their daughter every single morning, making sure she takes her pill, then there's always going to be the higher risk. What about boys who tell them, sure, it's okay, I'll pull out, you'll be grand. They want their holes, uh, essentially, they want their holes, and that's it. The girl will always be left holding the baby. Girls especially will trust the fella, and by that stage, it's too late. Best that all teenagers, and in fact, late primary pupils, should be educated early about the birds and bees. How menstruation works, how sex works, how the bodies work, and the urges they may have, etc. The realities are far more severe if they're unfortunate enough to get pregnant. And that's quite a good text, I have to say. And that, is the, and that, and that is the reality, Martin. Maybe, see, here's, here's what I find a little bit, Annoying, Martin, to some degree, right? And I'm guilty of it too. Me would disagree with them changing the syllabus in the school to educate children about sex a little bit younger. And then we're the first ones to give out when they get pregnant at 16 and say they shouldn't be having a termination of pregnancy. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we can't have it every way. No, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Mm. But for me, I'm only speaking for me. I have two daughters. Um, I didn't rely on the school 
to educate my daughters with regard to uh, sex education and things like that. I am their father. That was my responsibility, a responsibility I took on. I'm not saying it shouldn't be taught in the schools. It certainly should be. For me, it should be from a biological uh, aspect. You know, this can happen. And just because you take the pill and you're on certain you're on certain hormones doesn't mean that that can't happen. And this certainly teach all that. I have no objection to that. That's basic biology. All these other things that are being introduced in the school, that that's that's a distraction. That's it's a completely different issue. No, I no, I I'm I'm with you with all the gender nonsense and all that kind of carry on. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. dangerous to society, in my opinion. Okay, your opinion. I have okay. no objection, absolutely no objection to the schools teaching factual at what biology. point? At what point? At before they leave primary school and in, in sixth class, which is you know eleven years of age, or when they start secondary well, at twelve or it, thirteen? It, it, uh, because I'm Martin, when you look at the I'm stats, not... when you look at the stats, the average age of losing your virginity for a girl is sixteen years of age, right? That means, and and they've also done research into twelve year olds looking at porn. That means anywhere between 12 and 20 years of age, they're losing their virginity. The average being 16. The average has dropped, by the way, from, if you go back, say, 30 years ago, it was 18 years of age. So the average age for losing a virginity has dropped substantially. So, and, and I don't think it's going to drop too much more, thankfully, because we have an age of consent at 17, and hopefully we leave it at that, not bring it down to 16 like the UK. But in saying that, we have to accept that people are having sex at 16 and younger, if that's the average. So... When you think about a 12-year-old, the mind boggles at even the thoughts of it, but, but it's happening, sadly, out there. Um, 12-year-olds whose parents maybe are not the most responsible in the world. So isn't it wise to take into consideration bad parenting when you're educating children? Of course it is. It's not only wise, it's imperative. Yeah. But that doesn't yeah, mean... Hang on, Marion. Yeah, go, to, go ahead, Marion. Sorry, Marion, just for a moment. That doesn't mean that parents should... Um, should surrender their right to educate and instruct their children on what's right, what's best for them, what's moral. I have, as I said, I have no objection. You, you know, I, I was, even in my childhood, I, I knew the facts of life from the, I think I was probably about nine, because my father was a very open individual. There were books. There were, you know, we were, all all of my siblings. We were encouraged to read, to study, to 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 look at the facts of life from a biological, political, social, every kind of aspect of, of life you can imagine. We were encouraged to look into it and have some kind of an understanding. Now, none of us ended up professors. None of us ended up, you know. I I take all that on board. But what I'm saying is, when it comes to educating children on factual on a factual basis of what can happen. Mm. I have no objection to starting with okay. nine, ten-year-olds and showing them this is how a puppy is born, this is how a kitten is born, this is how a horse is born and as you go through it, this is how a human is born, this is how we, this is okay. how humans are created. Okay, well, sorry, just saying, Mary, Mary wants to make a final point there because I have to go to her guests in a second. Yeah, but yeah. Mary, go ahead. So, no, no, I'll just say to you, I have two daughters as well and back in the 80s, uh, they weren't, you know, it wasn't talked about in schools because when I went to school, I I got a book, My Dear Daughter. She hadn't a clue. And nowadays, now, children are are more maturing. I've, I have a grandchild going on nine years old and, you know, they're maturing. And 
as I said to my daughter, because I, I got them a, a videotape when the, the video recorders were around and a book. And I went up to Easton's shop and they were embarrassed. And I said, you're coming in here with me because I said, you're going to read this book because I said, you're of an age that you should know. And it's my responsibility to be teaching you. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.